Thank you for tuning into this week's podcast from Discovery Church. Our hope is that this message would help you seek truth and find purpose. If you would like to know more about Discovery Church, please check us out online at mydiscoverychurch.ca. With that said, let's go to this week's message. Valentine's Week and people are like, oh no. Did you know that Cadbury is very rich because I'm pretty sure he probably invented Valentine's Day. Did you know that um, Richard Cadbury invented the first Valentine's Day candy box in the 1800s? But get this. Today, over 36 million heart-shaped boxes of chocolate are sold for Valentine's Day each year. Get on that, gentlemen. This, this, I'm, I'm not just throwing this out there. I'm, this is sort of like a subtle reminder uh, that this is Valentine's week, okay? Wednesday. So you have like three days. You have no excuse. Um, even if you're listening online to like, and it's Tuesday, you better get out and get your heart-shaped Valentine's Day. But I, I don't know if it's a completely fair um, vacation, if it's a vacation or, or a holiday. or Because on average, men spend $130 on candy, cards, jewelry, flowers, and dates. That is more than double what any woman, or not any woman, more than double the average woman spends. Worldwide, over 50, uh, 50 million roses are given for Valentine's Day. Um, I'm going to start turning my basement into just, uh, I was going to say a grow up, but that's not what I'm supposed to be growing. Um, roses. Um, oops. Uh, sorry, Shanley. So hopefully there's no police. In, well, hopefully there are police here. But um, in order of popularity, Valentine's cards are given. This is what I found really funny. First teachers, second children, third mothers, and right behind mothers, of course, there's wives, sweethearts. And the, I am not this much into it, but you might be. But sixth place, people give Valentine's cards to their pets. I know some people are like, of course, that should be higher. And other people are like, wow, like my dog barely eats. And that's not true. We feed him well. But you might be here and it's Valentine's Day and you might be like, I got nobody or my significant other passed away. Your man's like, I just got to spend more money and go into more debt. And, and we might, we're in this middle of the stairs called the Great Escape. And you wish, you're sitting here right now and you're hearing all this stuff about Valentine's Day. And the only thing that you wish you could escape is this week. Because I'm like, I got to go out and buy roses and chocolates. And if you're like really hoping, you're like, you've got no, you got no significant other, but you're going to go buy roses and chocolates in, in good anticipation that there's somebody going to be here by Wednesday. Um, you, Notre Dame Cathedral in Montreal is a really popular place for people to want to get married. And there are some women and, and girls and maybe probably even guys in there that have uh, a wedding date booked three years in advance and they don't, they're not even dating anybody yet. Because they want this particular place, Valentine's Day. Um, and as much as I love loving my wife, I don't know if Valentine's Day is always the time that I do it the best. But I, I, I would rather sort of have these periodic times so it's not like, hey, here's some sympathetic roses. 
I don't like roses. They just die. Uh, but but we, we wanted to take this opportunity. It's Valentine's Day. It, lots of people give gifts. And we as a church, we love you. And, and the leadership of Discovery wants to give you a gift this morning. And it's a gift that won't just die like roses. Not that roses are bad, but this just won't die. And it won't, it won't taste like chocolates. It won't feed our, our physical bodies, but it will feed our spiritual bodies. And we want to we give something to you today um, that you can take that will empower your life, that will empower your family, that will help you. Uh, give your family like devotional times. Uh, and it's, it's this thing called Right Now Media. And in a moment, we're going to just play a short video. And it's Right Now Media. And, and it, the easiest way to explain it, if you, if you know, have Netflix, it's kind of like literally it's a, it's a database of, of Bible studies and leadership training and conferences and speaking and, and kids episodes and kids Bible studies that we want to give you for completely free today. And uh, not only just today, we just want to have it a resource for anybody that comes. Um, so we're going to watch a video because they can explain it way better than I can. And, uh, but what we'll need you to do is one of those connect cards, and Sean Lee will talk about it a little bit later, but connect cards, fill it out, put your email because we'll send it by email. It's an online streaming. And just put right now media on it. And we want to give it away to you today. The leadership of our church is, is covering all the costs. We're covering all the costs for this resource. So you can have it for completely free. It's better than roses. It's better than chocolate. It's even better than having a girlfriend today. Not a wife. It's not better than having a wife. It's better than having a girlfriend. So uh, Sharon, would you please play the video uh, for us this morning and let right now media speak for itself. Our church is a light in the darkness, a city on a hill. Every believer is called to make a difference in the world, to love God completely, and to make disciples of every nation. But in this busy, mobile, noisy world, it can be difficult to even do the basics, to pray, to read the Word, to bring the love of God to our marriages, families, neighbors, and co-workers. We know you're here because you want to be a part of God's mission on the earth. You want to experience the abundant life that Scripture talks about. You're looking to connect your faith to every part of your life, every day of the week. That's why our church is subscribing to Right Now Media and making it available for free to every member of our church. You'll have access to over 10,000 online Bible study videos on parenting, marriage, finance, discipleship, leadership, and many more. The videos can be used in Bible study groups or for personal devotion. There's also a huge library of safe biblical kids videos. We'd love to see every member of our church utilizing Right Now Media. Small group leaders leading their adult or youth groups through engaging Bible study series. Children enjoying safe programming that doesn't just entertain, but helps lay a strong spiritual foundation. Families spending quality time together, going through devotional Bible studies. Couples using biblical studies on marriage, parenting, and finance. Applying God's Word to every area of their lives. There is something for everyone. We want to help you grow as a disciple of Christ. And we want to help you become a disciple maker in your home, your school, your workplace, your neighborhood, in whatever mission field God has called you to. We believe that this free resource will help equip and unleash you to live out your faith in every area of life, to experience God-centered, abundant life, not just on Sundays, but every day. We are for you, and God is for you. He wants to empower you every day to live for Him. Together, we can be a light in the darkness, a city on a hill. 
So today we want to make that completely free. Actually forever we want to make that completely free to you. And that word member in there, it might scare you. It's like, I'm not a member, I'm just visiting. You know what, you don't have to be a member here. You can go and tell your friends about it. And if, I can, if you can send their email to me, I'll add them. We want this to be a resource to help families, to help you, to help us be, be stronger Christians. Not just for the hour on a Sunday morning from, nine, or from 10 to 11. Even though we think this hour is very meaningful, we want to empower uh, us and, and our lives and your families to live live a godly life Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So take advantage of it. So on the Connect card, just fill out the information and put Right Now Media, and we will send you an email this week uh, welcoming you to it. There's nothing more than that. They won't call you. They won't ask you for anything. We want to have this resource for you. And before we jump into our talk today, would you just pray with me? God, we just thank you so much uh, for the opportunity to gather for an hour on a Sunday morning. And uh, we thank you for our nice warm weather outside uh, and uh, the abundance of living in a free country and a, and a, and a free city. God, today as we, we just dive into your word a little bit, let it bring truth to our lives. And let, us, let, us, uh, let it mold our hearts in your name. Amen. Over the past three weeks, uh, we have been uh, in this series called The Great Escape. And if you've missed any of them, I encourage you to jump back online. We have them all on our website at mydiscoverychurch.ca. You can listen back through them. But just to give a short recap, first three weeks ago, we talked about that we were created for relationship and that how in relationship, uh, God moves between, as if I have a relationship with Joel and in that relationship, God is, is in that too. And, and we become better individuals when we're in relationship with, with each other. And we encourage everybody to be part of a discovery group. And we still encourage you uh, to join a discovery group. We have nine of them that happen sporadically or throughout the week. We, we encourage you all to be able, because we believe that relationship is important to our growth and to become closer to God. And then the next week we talked about uh, face, you got, you got to face it. We talked about the, the areas in our lives that we we, we, leave, we leave untouched by God. We have little rooms in our lives that are dark and we hold the key to them. And God is standing, or Jesus is standing at the door knocking and wanting to be into these dark places of our lives. And that we, we need to face it. We can't escape it if we don't face it. And then last week we uh, talked about appetites. And our, our appetites are the places that we escape to when we're, when we're running from something. And uh, we, we talked about how our appetites lots of times say now and not later, and we trade the, the immediate for the ultimate, and that we, we need to stop trading the immediate because that gets in the way of what God has for our ultimate. And today, uh, I want to talk about something uh, that is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. But the reality is we, we are all great escape artists. One of my favorite TV shows of all time was Prison Break. I don't know if it's just because you were like literally escaping like every episode and then like every season they escape from another jail and another jail and another jail. Uh, eventually got old, but I still loved it. But we're all escape artists in some way. And, and as much as a lot of this, this me, these messages have been like, we've got to face it, we, we can't escape, we've we, 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 we got to open up the doors, there, there's something that's like built in us that, that talks about the need to escape. And in one of the messages we talked about how God created it and sin distorted it. And I, sometimes I think that might, might be like our escape, that God created us to escape, but our escape with sin in our lives, drives us somewhere else. And next week, uh, Pastor Ron uh, is going to be speaking on a little bit of maybe the, 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 why it is that we feel like the need to escape. 
And uh, I, I encourage you to be here. You do not want to miss Pastor Ron's message next week. He is a, he is a, a huge part of who I am. He is a mentor, of my, a mentor in my life, a really good friend. I, I, like, we should pack out this place just because he's speaking next week. And every empty seat that's here, you should bring somebody to fill it. Because what Pastor Ron's going to bring next week is going to be worth hearing. So be back. Uh, be back here. So we're, we're excited for that. You don't want to miss it. But today I want to talk to us about something uh, that, is, that is so true, but sometimes it's really hard to hear. And, it's, and, it, and as we live this life of trying to escape, there's one thing that we can never escape. And that one thing is God. We can never escape God. I remember having a feeling when I was in my mid-teens that I was supposed to be a pastor. I was supposed to be in full, full-time ministry doing what I'm doing today. I remember having that feeling uh, in, in my mid-teens, 15, 16 years old, but I didn't want to submit to it. I didn't want to obey God. I didn't want to. So I started this process of escaping. So my relationships that I, I, that I had in my life were, were, weren't godly relationships, weren't all godly relationships. I, I, wanted, I wanted to be famous. I wanted to play basketball. I wanted to be rich. I wanted to drive a nice car. I, want, I wanted all that. So, so even though I, I, I believed in God and I followed Jesus, I, I, I didn't compare completely surrender everything to him. And I, this, this, this process of escaping started. And I remember uh, spending some time after high school and after a couple years of university, northern Alberta, Fort McMurray, living with my parents. And I started a trade. And I still had this, this aching, this, this desire, uh, this God desire in my heart to, that I knew that I was supposed to be doing what I am today. And I, I remember being there, I'm like, God, I don't want, I don't want to be a pastor. I don't want to stand on the stage. I don't want to preach. I don't, I don't, I'm okay doing what I'm doing. And I remember starting a trade and sort of bargaining with God. And bargaining with God is not always bad, but uh, it's, it's way better if we're quick to obedience, but I'm not that quick to obey. Um, and I remember having a conversation saying, God, okay, I will go to Bible college and I'll go into full-time ministry if you would allow me to get a trade. If you would allow me to get my ticket. And, 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 at, and at that point, that was three and a half years. And I kind of felt some peace and I kind of felt God was like, okay, sure, I'll, I'll, let, you, I'll let you do that. And uh, I remember starting a trade thinking three and a half years. I'm like, sweet, three and a half years. By that time, God is going to be gone way past me. He's going to be gone onto somebody else. And he's going to leave me alone. And I can just still love God and, and, and do a little bit in the local church in Fort McMurray. And I can still work and I can still have a nice living and a house and a car and 2.8 kids and all, all that. And, and I remember working hard through my trade, and it's supposed to take me three and a half years, and I worked hard, and I, I got my hours, and I went to school, and a year and eight months passed. I remember writing my test for my journeyman ticket, a year and eight months, faster than anybody has ever written a course before. And I remember getting it back and getting my journeyman ticket, and I remember the feeling when God reminded me of a conversation we had a year and eight months ago. And the time that I thought God would leave me and just sort of pass on by, God was preparing it the whole time. You ever feel like you're, you're running and where you're running to is not fulfilling you? Or, or you ever feel like in your running, you, 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 you are running with God, but you're kind of like, like, you're not like in parallel. You're kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of moving with him, I think. And, and, and your life is not completed. And it's not completely what you envisioned it to be. I, I always admire people that are quick to obey God. 
I, unfortunately, I'm, I'm learning, uh, learning to, uh, to hear, his, hear his voice and obey quickly. And I admire people that are like, hear God's voice and do it. But I'm also very thankful for a gracious God who's patient with, with people like me that takes a little while. It takes a year and eight months. It takes six years. It takes seven years before I actually jump into what God had created me for. I think that's maybe, there's more than just me that feel that way. And I want to take a look at a story this morning. One of my favorite stories in all the Bible, and it's Jonah. And uh, I want to, I, I think there's some similarities. Even though Jonah was written thousands of years ago, thousands, even before Jesus was born, it was, it's in the Old Testament. And we, we learned a few weeks ago that there, the Bible is in the Old Testament and New Testament. Split right in the middle is or two-thirds through is the birth of Jesus. And if you're here, you're like, Bible, I've, I've heard about it, but I don't own one. We want to give you a Bible today because we believe that a Bible uh, can have the power to change your life if you would just read it and listen to uh, what God has in there. And it's not about listening. Uh, a bunch of rules and, and regulations. That's, that's religion. We don't believe in religion. We, we believe in relationship. And, and if you love somebody, you, you, you want to please them and you want to do what they, what they say and our lives are better for it. And that's what the Bible is. It's, I kinda, the Bible is basic instructions before leaving earth. I know it's acronym. It's cheesy. It's tacky. But it helps me understand uh, what, the, what the Bible is for. We need to understand what's in there. So we want to give you a Bible. If you just connect with the guest center. But in the Old Testament, there's a, there's a story of Jonah. And I want to take a dive into it this morning. And if you know the story of Jonah, taking a dive into it is kind of ironic because he was swallowed by a whale. Um, But there are similarities between Jonah and between us. Even though it was written thousands of years ago. I want to start reading in verse 1. It says, The Lord gave this message to Jonah, son of Amity. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it because I have seen how wicked its people are. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to escape from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa where he found a ship traveling to Tarshish. And if we can be honest with ourselves, that's what many of us do. Whether you're a Christian here or whether you're, you're not a Christian, many of us are trying to escape God. And the reality is that we can never escape God. It's kind of like me when I was in, in Fort McMurray. I want a little bit of God, but I don't want a complete surrender to God. I'm like, I'm, I'm okay with going to church 1.8 times a month, but don't ask me to show up every week. Don't ask me to be in a discovery group. Definitely don't ask me to be on a dream team because God knows I can't be here for 7.30 or, um, or, or definitely don't ask me to give anything financially because I can't go without my two, two Starbucks a day and everybody around me is way happier when I'm caffeinated. And, like we're, so many of us are trying to escape God or maybe you're here today and you're like you don't even know why you're, you came to church you don't know why you came to a school gymnasium to listen to music with people raising their hands and worship to, to God or you don't know why you're listening you might be listening on Tuesday online and you don't, you don't even know why you're doing it but you're here but you, you have this sense that you're trying to escape something so here, Joseph, or here Jonah is hoping to escape the Lord by sailing to Tarshish. Now, if you actually look, took, look at map and you look back geography, through history and geography, uh, Tarshish was 2,500 miles from Joppa. But Nineveh was 550 miles 
from Joppa. Jonah was willing to go almost five times the distance through the Mediterranean Sea to attempt to escape God. In, in, in that time, Tarshish was actually the furthest away. It was like the edge of the earth. It was the, the, the furthest discovered point in the world was Tarshish. And here's Jonah trying to go, literally, if you go any further, you would fall off the edge of the world at this point. And, and you would, here's Jonah trying to go as far as he can away from God. He is running away from God as far as he can in the opposite direction. And how many of us have ever been there running away? And it says, But the Lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea, causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. I think that the underlining story of Jonah is no matter how far you run, you cannot escape God. No matter how far we run, we cannot escape God. And, and I, kind of, I kind of find it ironic that why is it that it takes a storm in our lives to make us realize at times that the direction we're going is the wrong one? Think back a few years if, if, you're, if you're old enough to September 11th, 2001, 9-11 in, in the States. Here's a storm that hit our world. And people ask, well, God, why, why did this happen? Where were you in it? And so many times, uh, or in, even in our school system, we're asked, well, God, where were you in our school systems when people walk in with guns and start shooting? And I kind of, if I could put my, if I could think like, like God for a moment, it would probably be like, well, you've asked me to stay out of it. Why would you want me there? And so many times we ask God to stay out of our lives, but then when storms hit our lives, we're saying, well, God, where are you? And because of God's grace, he's still there. But sometimes storms ha- uh, hit our lives, hit our cities, hit our countries, hit our world, because, because we need to recognize that God is drawing us back to him. But wouldn't it be so much nicer if we would just di- follow God's direction in the first place? Maybe he wouldn't need to see, we wouldn't need to see storms come in our lives. But this is what's happening in Jonah. In verse 5, fearing for their lives, the desperate sailors shout, our desperate sailors shouted to their gods for help and threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. Again, this is like us. When trouble hits, we do everything we can, everything in our power. When things get bad, we try to do everything to lighten the load. Our business is not going well. Let's lay off people. Let's come up with a strategic plan. Let's cost, cut costs here, and maybe we'll see the profit margins go up. Or, or financially at home, it's not going well, so good. So let's cut, our, cut down on our, our uh, uh, grocery bill. Let's cancel our cable. Let's cut down on one cell phone. Let's, let's sell one car. And we try to do everything in our power to get things back under control. Or our relationship's not going well, so I'm going to stop this, and I'm going to do this. And the sailors are doing everything they know how, everything in their power to lighten the load. And all this time, Jonah was asleep down in the hold. So the captain went down after him and said, how can you be sleeping at a time like this? Now, I grew up in Newfoundland. I grew up uh, close to the water, and there's a few times I've been out in a, in a boat or in a ship, and it's been stormy. 
And if you know the Mediterranean Sea, the Mediterranean Sea could, could get quite stormy as well. And here is, are the sailors. Like, it's so stormy that, that they're, they're throwing val- their valuables off the side of the ship just to try to survive. Okay, it, it would be, it would, I've never been out in the boat, a boat before where I'm kind of like, okay, here's my shoes and here's my, here's my fishing rod and here's my bait. Like, I'm, I've never been out that bad, but here's the sailors out in the ship throwing like precious cargo, probably cargo that they're bringing from Joppa, that they're paid to bring from Joppa to Tarshish. And they're bringing, but they're just throwing up because they're afraid for their lives. And here's Jonah in the belly of, of, of the boat asleep. I've been out on some rough waters before and I cannot sleep. And even if I did maybe close my eyes for a moment, I can still feel the, the ship tossing and turning and tossing and turning. As I read this story, there's, I, I kind of think that Jonah was asleep, but he could still feel the storm. His friends, his, the people that he paid to bring him to Tarshish, was up there yelling for their lives. And I kind of think, what was going through Jonah's head at that point? Here he is running away from God. There's a huge storm. And he is in the bottom of this boat, not caring. That's literally what I could equate it to. Here is Jonah down there just being like, I don't care. Let him throw everything off. Let us all die. I don't care. I'm trying to run away from God anyway. Who cares? And many of us are at that point in our lives that we're running from God and, we, and we've been running for so long or we know that we're running in the wrong direction and, and, and the people around us were hurting. And we were just like, I don't care. This is about my pain. This is about my life. This is about my happiness. This is about my escape. I don't care about the people around me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hurt them and I don't care because it's about me at this point. And I kind of think that we have a similarity between Jonah and, and ourselves that how many times are we in a place that we're trying to escape and the escape has gone so far that we don't care about the people that we supposed to love? I'm just going to ignore it all. I'm just going to ignore the storms in my life. I'm just going to ignore it and I'm just going to continue going the opposite direction. And that's what Jonah was doing. But here's the truth. It's something that Jonah came to realize is that no matter how far you go, no matter how far you run, no matter what direction you're going, we cannot escape God. Psalms 139, 7 to 12 says it really well. It says, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are still there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the fairest ocean, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in the darkness, I cannot cannot hide from you. To the night To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. So what are we escaping from today? If we were to be honest with ourselves, if I was to be honest with myself, there's some point in our lives that we've all been escaping. We might be right in the middle of an escape right now. We might be starting the escape. And we would do anything to get away. And some of it may look like, well, maybe if I just get to the bottom of another bottle, maybe then my, my escape will, will mean more. Well, maybe, maybe if I just end this relationship and if I start another one, 
If I just sleep with one more person, maybe, maybe then my escape will be complete. Or maybe if I quit another job and start another one. Or, or, and, or maybe if I buy and buy and buy and buy. And maybe if I max out another MasterCard, maybe my escape, maybe, maybe then. Can I tell you something? We can't escape God, but there's another thing that we can't escape. And this is a message for another time, but we can't escape ourselves. So every situation that we get ourselves into, every relationship, every, every bottle, every, every spending habit we get, we still can't escape ourselves and we cannot escape God. The reality of it is, is that we, are, have a t- we all have a tendency to escape. It's just that the escape looks different for each individual. Your escape looks different than my escape. But here's the good news. Here's the news that you came to hear. This is the news that, that we started Discovery Church. is because God doesn't run away from runaways. We can probably all relate with Jonah somehow. But no matter if you're 2,000 miles across the Mediterranean Sea, guess what? God's there. God pursues runaways. God pursues us. God does not run away from runaways. Thanks for taking time to listen to this week's message from Discovery Church. If this ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love to hear about it. Please email us at info at mydiscoverychurch.ca.